Hello, ho, ho, and welcome to Clashy, a podcast where we discuss the classy and the trashy in pop culture and our equal love of both. On this festive episode, we will be discussing the classic Carol of the Twelve Days of Christmas and the holiday rom-com, The Twelve Dates of Christmas. I'm worried that my Midwest mush mouth made it so that you couldn't hear between the two. It's days and dates, everybody. <laughs> Midwestern mush mouth is so accurate. <laughs> it's true. I feel that way sometimes. I once had a uh, furious debate with one of my friends as to whether the lyric from Will Smith's classic is getting jiggy with it or getting jiggy wit it. And it was difficult for either of us to hear because we were both from the Midwest, so... I thought it sounded like I said getting jiggy with it, but it's wit. <laughs> Whenever something has... <laughs> the, I about it. Andrew and Chandra both did the like thoughtful, like cocked their head sideways and looked up. <laughs> I was just trying to think of like when I've heard like specific Midwestern accents and it's only from Michiganders and Minnesota. Um, oh, upper Midwest. Sure. Oh, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, sure. Um, oh, sure. But something funny is whenever something says Lil in front of it, my mom says Little. Oh, Little Wayne. Yeah, so she would say, like, I don't know if she said that before, but, like, <laughs> this is weird, but, like, have you ever had those, like, little hot dogs that are called Little Smokies? <laughs> yes! <laughs> she says, Little Smokies. <laughs> In, you like, can just circumvent this by using their proper title, which is Teeny Weenies. <laughs> <laughs> uh, in... Rural, rural Indiana. It used to be really common to say wash your dishes. Oh, I've oh, heard people sure. say wash, yeah. Yeah. And that's how my Aunt Ramey, she learned how to how to write, like, spell things by the way they sounded. So she would, like, sound them out phonetically. So she spelled it W-R-O-R-H. Oh, W-O-R-S-H for the longest time. Oh, wow. Chandra, I love that. Right when you said, when you mentioned the random R in things... It made me think of this poet, I believe her name is Nicole Brown, and she wrote a poem about growing up in the South and that exact thing, like learning how to spell, and they're just like, her mm-hmm. teacher would just be like, sound it out, and mm-hmm. so she'd spell oil like E-R-L, like yeah. oral, <laughs> like, you know, and same thing, like warsh. Warsh, yeah. Oh, it used to drive me crazy hearing people in, like, because it's a thing in rural Missouri too, say warsh, and <laughs> then I realized that they're actual things in life to care about and not how people speak (laughs) but uh, yeah i say i i have a few hick things that i like just growing up in farm country is like i say like eggs instead of eggs and i don't say for i say fur i can't yeah distinguish between collar and collar like not exactly the same what you just said you said the same two words i i know well like i'm gonna collar a picture and I have to button my collar. It's very weird. <laughs> anyway, wow, okay, so we're definitely onesies. on track. <laughs> Doing great, everybody. After that little uh, linguistic tangent, hi, I'm Sarah. <laughs> A classy fact about me is that, so we've been, I think I've mentioned maybe before, I can't remember, on pot or off, that I've been doing some trivia nights with some friends. My classy fact is that I was the only one who knew the answer to what the guy that invented the Nobel Peace Prize invented that was the catalyst for him doing that. He invented dynamite and he felt super bad that it got weaponized and caused a lot of horrible things in the world. So he tried to 
balances karma by creating something that encouraged people to do nice things. Fun fact. My trashy fact is I was also the only one who knew. The question was, what was the first Marvel comic made into a movie? Do either of you want to hazard a guess? You did this with us before. And I was like, oh, is it Blade? And then you were like, then I was, you were like, no. And then I was like, oh, yeah, it's Howard the Duck. It's Howard right. the Duck. That's right. Uh, absolutely. Wait, did I do this on the podcast? Did I use this as a fact already? No, no, no. I text you, just, you, guys? you just told us this. Okay, cool, yeah. cool, cool. Terribly awful looking movie that I've only seen snippets of and have absolutely no interest in seeing uh, in its entirety. But yeah, that's uh, that's me. I find Howard the Duck creepy. Uh, it's, you should. He it's is. creepy, yeah. <laughs> there's a character, there's a female duck character in it that for some reason has very human-like boobs and just why? I don't, like <laughs> don't want to see that. <laughs> no one wants to see that. Well, I'm sure somebody does. <laughs> I don't like it. And if that's you, dear listener, just know that this is a safe space. <laughs> no. <laughs> it's not okay. We're confused and we don't need you to explain it to us because, you know, you do you, I guess. <laughs> I'll go. Um, I'm Andrea and a classy fact about me is I just recently went to see a production of Much Ado About Nothing. Um, loved it. It was so much fun. The trashy fact is while I was there, I did take a picture of the toilet and send it to these two. Oh, that's <laughs> right. Yes. I'm oh, sure it's like so mentioned. run of the mail for us. <laughs> so something we do do. Didn't bat an eye. We Didn't like an eye. to review airport bathrooms with each other, but this mm-hmm. wasn't an airport, but it was great because it was like 7 p.m. And the toilet had not been used or had just been freshly cleaned because the seat was up and I was so excited about it. I had to tell them. Blessed. Did I tell you guys about the time I went to the Kennedy Center and I was perfectly located that when inter- when intermission hit, I was the first one in the bathroom during oh. intermission. It, it was the best moment of my life. <laughs> Do I just thought I mean, like, I, I feel like I've thought this before, but I'm now just internally articulating the fact that literally every time I go into a bathroom in an airport, the first thing I think about is you guys. <laughs> we have... We have conditioned like, ourselves. I'm in the stall. I'm like, what? How cl- obviously, how clean is it? First and foremost. Mm-hmm. Secondly, for me, these are my standards: cleanliness. And is there a place for me to hang my luggage so that I don't have to somehow balance my big ass backpack? Mm-hmm. Because I, you know, I'm not putting that on the floor. I mm-hmm. freaking refuse. <laughs> and then you know, uh, Andrea's pet peeve is stall gap situations. It's I like travesty. roominess. The ones in Indianapolis have a little air, personal air freshener in every stall. Oh, mm-hmm. nice. They don't work as often anymore, but they're still cool. <laughs> I think that Salt Lake City is the one that I, that it was like no gap. Huge, like five different hang. I remember I texted you guys about it. Yeah. It was like, there were like five different places to put your luggage. It was super clean. And literally the first thing I thought was like, oh, the spinsters are going to be so excited. <laughs> They, they revamped them recently. Listen, mm-hmm. so please join us for our second podcast, reviewing bathrooms <laughs> with the spinsters. Okay, wait, wait, but what, but what would we call it for real? It'd be like, it'd be like Ooh. travel toilets, travel toilets, unzipping your fly while you fly, <laughs> <laughs> traveling toilets, <laughs> traveling toilets. <laughs> that makes it sound like the toilets are the ones going on vacation, yeah. and honestly, I love it. All right, I'm gonna move us along here. Um, my name is Chandra. <laughs> And Subtle dig. <laughs> uh, listen, it's 11 minutes in. We haven't even started. Um, Don't worry. Um, this It's going to be a light first half, I think. I think you're right. <laughs> uh, my name is Chandra, and a classy fact about me is 
I have a um, timer on my TikTok that, well, it gives me a reminder every 20 minutes that I should take a break. And every 40 minutes, it locks me out. But like, you can easily put in a code to like get it to unlock or whatever. Is it Rosebud? (laughs) No. Um, (laughs) But it, um, it's supposed to like limit the amount of time because TikTok is a big time suck. It is. And I locked out about 11 o'clock this morning. <laughs> nice. And I have resisted all day. And in the process, I have cleaned my kitchen, done all the dishes, cleaned a cabinet <laughs> that I've been meaning to clean in my kitchen, uh, straightened the rest of my apartment, did my laundry, everything that I was supposed to do that I would have been sucked into TikTok. And then my trashy fact is that I found out this is a couple months ago. I don't know if I told you guys this. Uh, a couple months ago, I was messing around <laughs> and I Googled myself and found out, ended up somehow on my Google Scholar page and found out that I was the co author on two articles that did not know were being published. Oh, you have some, <laughs> you have some very flattering photos on the interwebs. That is a backdoor brag if I've ever heard one. Congratulations. Well, it's very cool. I'm Googling myself. What, what pictures? Just look here. Let me share my screen. <laughs> <clears throat> sharing screen. Speaking of while she's doing that, sharing screens, much like our last episode when we changed our names to Macbeth-related things, ours are uh, Christmassy this time. Oh. Andrea is Cindy Luhu and Chandra is the, 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 the Grinch, and I am five olden rings. <laughs> Oh, you look beautiful. Yeah, look how pretty she is. It's not making it but like in picture. Very pretty. Thank you. I took it while I was at a a lake park playing Pokemon Go. (laughs) After brunch. Oh, amazing. Oh, we are off the rails. Okay, well, speaking of five golden rings, aka five golden rings. Uh, should we get into it? Our classy thing today is the Christmas Carol 12 Days of Christmas. And I feel like this is an important time to iterate, reiterate for old listeners and maybe clarify for some new listeners that classy doesn't necessarily mean enjoyable and trashy doesn't necessarily mean bad. And this seems like a good time to say that I don't particularly enjoy this Christmas Carol. It's Far too long. <laughs> would you would you say it's like a hundred be- bottles of beer on the wall, but Christmassy? <laughs> I would, and so I felt very seen at that moment in our cl- in our trashy movie. <laughs> However, it is an incredibly enduringly popular Christmas Carol, and it goes through the. How do I do a brief summary of the Twelve Days of Christmas? It's a Christmas Carol that. Uh, builds upon itself the first day there's one gift given and the second day there's two and three four five six all the way up to 12 and um should i just list i'm not gonna go through in the back and forth order but i could just list the 12 things um but in the meantime why don't you guys tell me what your experience is with this christmas carol the only one worth listening to is john denver in the muppets version (laughs) that's fair and that's the only one i will listen to (laughs) and that's my experience i mean love that for you i think i think it's pretty fair to say that this is just in the zeitgeist of our lives right oh yes uh but i will say i was watching um miss fisher's murders miss murder mysteries miss the midwest mash uh miss fisher's murder mysteries which is a obviously a murder mystery show that takes place mm-hmm. in Australia, and it's it takes place in the 1920s Australia, so it's fantastic. The clothing is fantastic. But anyways, there's an Ooh. episode where they go to 
um, the Australian Alps for a holiday. And it is like holiday themed. And the mystery is kind of like Agatha Christie style. People start yes. dying. And then like you realize that they're getting killed in time with the with the song. <gasps> like the first person It's dies. a Christmas murder mystery? Yeah. Oh my god. So like the first person dies with like putting up a tree like and like the electric lights and he gets electrocuted but like the lights were like specially from specially made and they like had like they were little pears on the tree. Oh my. So god. he was a part it was a partridge in a pear tree and then like so everyone had like a number and like so when like they got to their room there was like they had have a card and like one of them was like, eight maids of milking or whatever and then they found out everyone had that card and they were dying in that order something to do with the song like someone got hit on the head with like a dove statue and she died and then oh my gosh someone was found in the chicken coop for three french hens and there were three hens in there so um, they had to come up with a lot of bird related murders yeah <laughs> and then like like one of them was like <laughs> Four calling birds or whatever. Is that what it is? Four calling birds? Who wants yep. all these birds? I don't know. <laughs> um, also, but... before we forget, I think we should name the spinsters in a pear tree because we have Ooh. pears. Oh. Like, yes. Nice. Yes. That's the most recent memory with that is just seeing the show and how they cleverly connected their murders to this song. Okay, well, I found the list of the 12 days of Christmas. Again, it goes, you know, one, one, two, one, two, three, but it ends up with all of these gifts, which are 12 drummers drumming, 11 pipers piping, 10 lords a-leaping, 9 ladies dancing, 8 maids a-milking, 7 swans a-swimming, 6 geese a-laying, 5 gold rings, <laughs> 4 calling birds, 3 French hens, 2 turtle doves, and a partridge in a pear tree. <laughs> it was really weirdly hard to uh, read that out loud without singing. Obviously, I failed. <laughs> so of all those gifts, my question for you guys is, which would you prefer to receive? And we're going to assume that the gifts involving humans is gifting their services, <laughs> not them as people, because that would be obviously uh, deeply disturbing. I don't know why you would choose anything but five golden rings. That's what I was just thinking. <laughs> maybe you're just like a really big fan of partridges i don't know you want a pet bird no birds are little <laughs> dinosaurs that would exactly hurt you. and then <laughs> i think I, I have to agree with andrea five golden rings that's fair i mean 12 drummers mm, is too many drummers that's true i don't love that's milk true. um like i said i don't need all those birds I want to know what if I hired ten lords to leap. Like, what are we? What are we talking about here? Are they, is it like a dance? Are they simply jumping around? Like, what? What? What are we getting out of this? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I don't. I don't find that quite riveting. <laughs> um, <laughs> that would be entertaining to me. I could at least sell to be fair, the rings. <laughs> I think I'm with you guys. The rings would probably be best. But to be fair, as far as entertainment goes, this was created, as far as we know, the first written. Uh, version of this uh, is from 1780, and as we've discussed many times before, what else are they doing back then? <laughs> Probably <laughs> making up. You're home, and someone came running through the streets like a town crier, like ten lords are leaping. Come watch the ten lords are leaping, because everybody had a bad British accent back then. Obviously, <laughs> mm -hmm. you'd be like, oh hell yeah, <laughs> shit's going down. <laughs> to yeah. watch some dudes leap around the street. <laughs> Sarah, I have a question for you. Yes. Does this 12 Days of Christmas relate to your 12th night thing? I'm so glad you asked, Chandra, because I... 
as our faithful listeners and YouTube may recall, when we did our episode on Twelfth Night, uh, we had a lively discussion about how I said, you know, people misunderstand what the 12 days of Christmas is. A lot of people think that it's leading up to Christmas, so in fact, it's the 12 days between Christmas and Epiphany, which represents... <laughs> The day little baby Jesus was born. This is when and the day you were these shady three randos and came and gave him gifts. You guys don't know what Epiphany is? <laughs> no. I didn't get stuck in gosh dang like catechism class for eight years. Wait, what is Epiphany? <laughs> epiphany is the day the three wise men show up and are like, What's up, baby? You want some murder? Isn't he isn't he old? Isn't the baby old when they show up? He's 12 days old. I thought he was like three years old. Oh, maybe. <laughs> Are we talking day, about like. 12 days, three years. Who knows? <laughs> I mean, uh, Andrea has a baby now. She knows that 12 days and three years, nothing much happens between, right? <laughs> oh, of course not. Um, I don't know. If we're talking about like a semi historicalness, maybe. Uh, but also, he wasn't born in winter, as we know. So, who knows? <laughs> The story goes that, that he makes was, Epiphany you know, even more annoying. <laughs> it's just he was two years old. Day. He was two years old. It took okay, so the little baby's born. I just yelled that. Sorry. He was sweet. He was two years. Oh wow. Okay. Well, I have no room to shun you guys. This is I have from no <laughs> I, my source. My source is yes. neverthirsty.org. <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm so sorry. Are we talking about thirsty in the modern colloquial sense? Uh, well, I, which might not even. God, if someone's listening to this podcast years from now, it might not even be. Are we talking about horny or are we talking about like blessed be the fruit? I never thirst like when Jesus is my Lord. Over. Kind of thirsty. <laughs> yeah, your cup with Christmas eggnog. Oh my god! Dying. I do think it's. It's unfortunately it is just Christian. Uh, well, <laughs> can't win them all. <laughs> all right. That was, that was Although it down. could be Christian, never thirsty because you know they're not. Never mind. Anyway, Pure nobody tell power. them what people think of when yeah. they read that. It's like how my um my old library association that I worked for still emails you emails us, and their name is the cast yes. cash. Valley Library Association, but it stops uh-huh. right after ass, so it's the Cash so Valley the Library Culture Association. So does the li- American <laughs> Library Association. I get emails that are the subject heading or the sender heading is American Library ass, and I'm like, yeah. <laughs> it's like okay, I don't know if you guys have seen Ghosts, the either I version haven't. of the UK or the British or like I've the s- UK or the American. No, but it looks funny, and I keep meaning to watch it's it. Hilarious, both versions. Okay, great. Highly recommend. Yeah, I've, I've seen the American one. So like you when you're when you're a ghost, you can like go on to the afterlife and the ghosts call it getting sucked off. Oh yeah. Nope. <laughs> nope. And and um the person, the new like the human character that can see them is like, um uh, and then like the newest ghost is like, no no, please don't. This is my Hotel. only entertainment. <laughs> <laughs> so awful. I love it. Oh my god. Uh, okay, okay, Never okay. Thirsty. Everyone get it together. So to... <laughs> I 
Hey kids, you know how everyone talks about being thirsty? Well, I got a great drink for you. It's called the blood of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Remember, only take a sip because it's actually wine. Oh wait, I'm probably a Protestant youth pastor, so it's some shitty grape juice. I'm dead. My favorite way to make Shandra uncomfortable is to go into my cool youth pastor voice. Now say that all, say that all with the tune to Wonderwall. Because maybe <laughs> Jesus is a little baby. <laughs> Sarah, that was too good. <laughs> I can't believe it. <laughs> We're a half hour in. <laughs> I'm so hot. <laughs> but not thirsty. Never thirsty. <laughs> All right, we got this. Okay, so the... First publication of the song is, well, it's kind of a rhyme, I guess, but it's written in a book that any youth pastor would love the title of. It's called Mirth Without Mischief, which is very hard to say. And it's it's basically an add-on kind of memory and forfeit game where you, as reading about this game, and I'm sure we've all played different versions of it, it's like one person says the first line, you know, my true love gave to me a partridge in a pear tree, and the next person says two turtle doves and a partridge in a pear tree and you go on and on and on and the forefoot part of the memory and forfeit game is if you forget the line you have to give the previous person something and the examples used were like a piece of candy or a kiss and i was like i don't <laughs> let's just have it was a piece of candy <laughs> <laughs> we played a game like this for a na- like a name game yeah mm-hmm. they make you do it yes. like in classes and then like yeah. if you were the last person you had to remember everybody's flipping name yeah, yeah brutal absolutely brutal um, imagine a version of an icebreaker that's just the 12 days of Christmas. <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> so, grand total of 364 gifts given if you if you count up everything in the 12 days of Christmas, which is almost a gift for every day of the year. And then any guesses on like, maybe, give me like a, you know, like a $5,000 range guess of the value of all the gifts. Oh, it's a lot. Like right? today? Um, yeah. Like with inflation? Oh, uh, I'm not sure. Like ten thousand dollars. All right, Andrea. I think it's. I think it is with inflation. Half a million dollars. <laughs> uh, forty-one thousand. Well, I've seen ranges of estimates from thirty-two thousand to forty-one thousand oh, dollars. Wow! Holy cow! Indeed. I'm gonna Google how much does it cost to make a Lord leap. Please do. Yeah, because, like, are you paying by the hour? I didn't even think about that. Oh, my God. I didn't even think about Because, as, as we said before, we're talking about services. And I hope that that's what it means. But <laughs> how much? What, I hope okay. you exactly Googled well, how much does it cost to make a Lord leap. And the first result that pulled up, just how expensive would it be to surprise your friends with 10 Lords of Leaping for the holidays? If the performers <laughs> are men from the Pennsylvania Ballet, it would cost exactly $5,508.70. <laughs> Damn. Those are pricey Amazing. men. Are they lords? Pricey men. I feel like the lords would charge more because, you know, they're rich and they just want more money. Ah, That's possible. Greedy. So we went through the English version and there are several different versions. So there's different variations on lyrics. For example, it used to be four collie birds instead of four calling birds. The hell is um, a collie, collie- it means like coal black, like black is coal. It's actually a bird mixed with a collie dog. <laughs> They're very good at rounding up sheep. Yeah. <laughs> so blackbirds, basically, or collie dog birds, uh, kind of like an Avatar: The Last Airbender situation. Oh, that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's 
There's other versions where the partridge is a very pretty peacock upon a pear tree. In some version, I think it's the Scottish version, one of the gifts is an Arabian baboon. <laughs> so That would be literally, can you imagine you open your door you and somebody's imagine? like, here's a baboon. Jesus. <laughs> it was just a full baboon. <laughs> Climbing your Christmas tree. Multi-language versions of this song? Well, I'm so glad you asked, Shander, because I have pulled up the Scottish version, and it's called Yule Day. In Gaelic? It's not in Gaelic. This this version is translated to English, thank goodness, because I cannot read Gaelic. But it is originally in Gaelic? I'm not sure. Let me see. I don't know. Popular rhymes and fireside stories and amusements of Scotland from 1842. So if it's that late, maybe it was not in Gaelic. But, I mean, it could have been too, but here's, here's, what, here's what was given already. The king sent his lady on the 13th Yule Day, three stalks a merry corn, three maids a merry dancing, three hinds a merry hunting, and yes, I realize this is a bad Irish accent and not a bad Scottish, <laughs> Scottish accent, an Arabian baboon, three swans a merry swimming, three ducks a merry laying, a bull that was brown, three gold spinks, what the heck is a gold spink, <laughs> three starlings, a goose that was gray, three plovers, three partridges, a pippin go eye. What learns my carol and carries it away? <laughs> Baffled. And a pippin go eye is apparently a Scots word for a peacock or a parrot. I think a spink is a kind of coin from what I'm seeing. Oh. Interesting. Interesting. I thought maybe you just mispronounced sphinx. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is not a Midwest mushmouth situation. <laughs> well, the Faroe Islands has a Christmas song that includes, um, this is a deep research from Wikipedia and various other articles, more geese, three sides of meat, four sheep, five cows, six oxen, seven dishes, <laughs> which doesn't seem enough to fit all that meat, to be honest. <laughs> Eight ponies, nine bar- banners, ten barrels, more goats. And this just says 12 men, which is a little disturbing. Oh, 13 hides, 14 rounds of cheese, and 15 deer. Finally, something I would want, the cheese. I don't understand why it's so hard to choose things people would like to receive as gifts. Do they? I think the cheese is a great... I mean, there's other ones from like Sweden and France that are also various types of animals and meat. Let's see. France, le... Nope, not even going to try it. Yeah, birds, 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 animal, like far- livestock, and then seven windmills. Can you imagine? <laughs> so we can take you seven windmills. Don't Republicans think those will give you cancer? <laughs> <laughs> they can go fight them like a bunch of giants. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so anyway, obviously quite a bit of variation. <laughs> Wheels of cheese, honestly. Good call. And then it was in 1909 that British composer, uh, a guy named Frederick Austin, made the sort of version of it that we're most familiar with in modern times. Now, has, have either of you heard <laughs> the theory that the 12 Days of Christmas was actually a coded song for Christians to sing to teach Christianity at a time when they were being persecuted for Christianity? And can either of you spot the issue <laughs> with using this particular song as a hidden Christian song? Is it because Christians, Christians are usually been... the ones doing the damage? Yeah. <laughs> no, no, you're thinking broader terms. Think more of, like, the lyrics of the song. Are they trying to, to compare Jesus to a partridge? Because is that sacrilege? Is it... I'm so glad you asked, Andrea. <laughs> is it the dancing? Well... <laughs> uh, no, no, I might be not. I don't think I'm phrasing my question well. My point is that 
if you're trying to pretend that you're not Christian, maybe don't sing a song that says Christmas, Christmas like 14 times. Oh. Because, you know. I mean, um, on the first. Oh, yeah. On the first. <laughs> <laughs> Shudder's like, oh, no, I'm busted. <laughs> but and then I delved deeper into this. And so it seems like another version of this like myth is that it was when Catholics were being persecuted and it was to teach Catholic children like the catechism. But the symbolism is just so, so far reaching. Like the, I pulled this from website for Catholic News Agency. Excuse me, my cat is trying to get into the room and I am going to let him because he's being loud. <laughs> Sarah, I know you're going to make fun of me, but what is, what is cat- cataclysm? Whatever you keep saying. I, first of all, think that cataclysm is a much more appropriate word. <laughs> I was like, is it the same as cataclysm? What, what are you saying? Catechism is like Catholic teachings, basically. Okay. Yeah. No, you're not stupid. You know, <laughs> you're never stupid for li- trying to learn. You know what I mean? Oh, that was so wholesome. Thanks, Miss oh, thank so <laughs> God, I wish. Um, yeah, you're Carlos. <laughs> Carlos. So I found this article from the website for the Catholic News Agency. Good old CNA. I'm sure everybody visits that all the time. It's going to be the new Twitter, I'm sure. Um, the tr- <laughs> Back to Andrew's question about the sacrilegious partridge. Um, it says, the true love, as in, you know, on the first day of Christmas, my true love gave to me. The true love one hears in the song is not a smitten boy or girlfriend. But Jesus Christ, because truly love was born on Christmas Day. <laughs> Oi. Indeed. The partridge in the pear tree also represents him, because that bird is willing to sacrifice its life if necessary to protect its young by feigning injury to draw away predators. So they're trying to make the argument that the true love gifting the partridge and also the partridge are Jesus, which I guess makes sense because, you know, he's God and also the one that gifted his son, question mark. I don't know. All I'm saying this is, is very it's a tortured layered. metaphor. I, yeah. <laughs> I am lost. If somebody it just seems if somebody ahead, were to try to secretly convert me to Christianity uh-huh. by singing the song to me, I would not catch on. You'd just be like, this person really likes birds. Yeah. <laughs> I would just be like, lots of birds. Yeah. So there's a Snopes article that's basically essentially saying like there is absolutely no documentation or evidence that this was ever used in this way at all. It's just like a fun little rhyming Christmas song. (laughs) So that's the end of that mystery. (laughs) I have a question, Sarah. Uh, Yes. You said it was first published, like first written down in like 1780. Correct. I guess this is a two part question. One, (laughs) is there an oral history tradition attached to it? And if so, or if not, even if not, why these 12 things? My answer to both of your questions is I don't know. <laughs> I don't um, understand why they would choose these things. Even looking at the cultures they came from, I'm like, I can think of better things. It feels like a dowry to me. Oh, I could see that. Again, so many birds. But yes. I I did, I mean, I'm believe it or not, did try to do quite a bit of research trying to figure out, like, what do these things symbolize something? Like, what, what? does why for collie birds like whatever mm-hmm. um and really all i could find was information about it was a rhyming game it was a rhyming game around christmas time it was just like nothing necessarily about the symbology unless i got into the <laughs> tortured trying to make it work after the fact seeming mm-hmm. christian symbology of it so i genuinely don't know i think okay. the best takeaway that i have is it's just it's just a goofy 
memory game that people played around Christmas time. And maybe they just played one version and it stuck. Could be, yeah. Or that's just the version that I think as far as the oral tradition one, it seems like there was mm-hmm. like, um, it, I mean, I think there almost always is. And then it just got written down in the rhyming book because I don't think it didn't seem like that person wrote it. Like they weren't granted like authorship of it. It was just like, this is the first person that wrote it down. Got it. So there must have been like an oral version of it. Okay. Yeah. That's I don't know. for me. And this will all be on the test. <laughs> <laughs> cool, cool. Cool, cool. Like, it's so funny because I, as we've talked about many times before, really enjoy a lot of Christmas jams. Not the food, but the music. A lot of- <laughs> you don't like jams? <laughs> uh, I mean, I do love, I love a Christmas jam and I also love a Christmas jam. I love to listen to Christmas jams while eating a Christmas jam. <laughs> while jamming to a Christmas jam. Obviously, only within the appropriate time window. Please don't torture retailers by making them listen to Christmas music in September, dear Lord. <laughs> also, whenever, like, this one comes on the radio, I'm always like, ugh. All right, well, time to hunker down for the next like six go. minutes or whatever. Actually, let me look up how long it is. But what is your guys's? We might have talked about this before, and if so, I apologize. But what is your guys's least favorite Christmas carol off the top of your head? Is it carol or is it any song? Because it's Christmas shoes. Oh yeah, we have talked about Christmas shoes. I remember getting really angry about Christmas shoes. <laughs> I wanna buy these shoes. So let's see. Yep, twelve days of Christmas, clocking in at four minutes and thirty-seven seconds, which okay. is quite quite a song. <laughs> I don't like a lot of Christmas music, obviously, but if I <laughs> were to listen to it, I almost listen exclusive exclusively to like old fifties Christmas carols. Mm, so good. Like the the Bing, well, Bing Crosby is a little before the fifties, but the Bing Crosbys and the you know the classics. Andy Williams, yeah. Uh yes. All right. Well, I think that is basically all I've got research wise for the twelve days of Christmas. I know when we did a similar thing for the night towards the night before Christmas, we read the whole poem, but I don't think we need to go through all four minutes and thirty seven seconds of singing. <laughs> Also, <laughs> when we were originally going to do Silent Night for this one, I I put my foot down and said no singing. <laughs> so. Why would you say that when we sing stars on this podcast every single episode? Yes. Okay. So you know how the three wise men uh, who arrived upon Epiphany, as everybody knows, <laughs> saw that bright, bright star uh, burning in the sky above baby Jesus Christ, where they're like, star. In your solitude. This I swear by. <laughs> the Shander, have you listened to it yet? Um, no. I just enjoy you listening to it. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Can we talk? Can we talk? Can we talk about Anola Holmes too? <laughs> <laughs> and Andrea sleuthing. To find out that, okay, first of all, we won't spoil anything, listener, because I know it just came out, but you should watch Noel Holmes too. It's great. There's a factory, like some of the scenes take place in a factory, and Andrea and I are like 89% sure that it's the same factory that is used for Fantine's scenes in Les Mis, but most importantly, that means it's the factory where Javert peeps his creepy little head through the window, looking through the window with door. It was painted differently, but I we still we still feel confident. We know that some of the sets were shared because we did do research on this because obviously it matters. Because we're real life detectives. Yeah, and very cool. Yeah. <laughs> I love that you guys thought of me during the bathroom scene. Just- <laughs> oh, okay, I love oh, that we said that with no dancing. context. No context. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, we were talking earlier about how much we all talk about bathrooms. That's true. Oh, did I tell you guys? I can't remember if I told you guys, but that bathroom is very similar to the bathroom that we had in one of our bed and breakfasts when we were in France. Like, okay. Yeah, you told me that. And yeah. Although I felt bad pooping in a bathroom like that. So. Yeah. Just because it was like so large. There's just so, there's no. Uh, yeah, I felt a little too exposed and it was a little too fancy. <laughs> you know, the French have to poop too, yeah. you know? <laughs> Is that it for that one? I would love I to think end so. on that note. <laughs> okay, yes, 100%. Uh, never forget that the French also poop. Okay. <laughs> le partridge and le patrie. <laughs> All right. <laughs> thanks for taking um thanks for uh taking the bullet on this one, Andrea. <laughs> yeah, so our trashy piece of media is 12 Dates of Christmas. It is a uh, is that I know what I didn't look. Is it Hallmark or Lifetime? Or it's ABC Freeform. ABC Freeform. A little higher quality, yeah, I would say. I agree. Um they paid for actual font. They paid for a Michael Bublé song. Um Ugh, I hate Michael Bublé. <laughs> yeah, no. Okay, hate's a strong word. I don't hate him as a person. He just has a less good version of every Christmas song. Is yes. it Jean-Marc? What's, what's his name? Van Damme. Jean-Paul? <laughs> Jean-Claude Van Jean-Paul? <laughs> what's, what's the dude's name? I got the right temperature oh, for oh, shutting you from the storm. Yeah, Zach yeah from Saved by, by the Bell. bell. Yeah, Wait, who is Zach from Saved by the Bell? The, the main, main guy. guy. Oh, I've never seen Saved by the Bell. Well, okay. Oh wow! The First looks, the looks I'm getting. Gosh, I didn't love Saved by the Bell, but I, it's a it's a cultural milestone. You should. Know I know it. what it is. I mean, I've seen like minutes of it here and there. Then you should right. recognize Zach from Saved by the Bell. I'm, I'm Isn't he like forty years older than he was in that show? The short summary here is: This is <gasps> you this did is, it. I did it in my head. Okay, so okay, okay. This is basically Groundhog Day. Only with a girl, and it's Christmas themed with the Twelve Days of Christmas. Short summary. Yes. Beautiful. And for those Beautiful. who don't know what Groundhog Day is, everybody knows what Groundhog Day is. Come on. <laughs> it is so bad at me. <laughs> the day repeats over and over again. Yes, but okay. only for the main character. Like only yeah. the main character is aware that it's repeating. Everybody else is just going about their business. My favorite part was the was the sales lady. I spritzed you and you passed it out. Every time I was honestly so bummed funny. because as we go through this, as we go through the movie, all the little like incidental and side characters, a, a lot of them get like their own story and are like integrated into the main character story. And I was like, okay, perfume lady's got to be next. And we never got to learn about her. Cause she was so funny. I would have loved to have seen her. But like, she's hilarious. I know. Can you imagine having somebody spray perfume that directly into your face? Oh, I would I be late. I have, I have so much to say about this. <laughs> Okay. Should we do it? Should we do it when we get there? Let's get started. Okay. Uh, my experience with this movie is that I saw it for the first time this afternoon. And I wasn't really looking forward to it because, full disclosure, I wanted to skip the holiday episode this year. Can you believe, Andrea listeners? No. Can you believe? That is our little Grinch right there. We love her so much. <laughs> I was like, well, we, we couldn't figure out what to do. So I just thought I'd solve 
I'd kill two birds with one stone because we have an abundance two of birds. Two <laughs> turtle doves with one stone. <laughs> so, but yes, I watched it this first time and I was surprisingly charmed. I was going to cross stitch while I watched this, but I just, it, it held my attention and I was, I was quite pleased with it. I'm so thrilled for you because yeah. I know that uh, we burden you every year with Christmas joy. <laughs> Um, I also watched it. Well, so listeners, we had an idea we were excited about for this Christmas episode, but found out that one of the movies doesn't come out until like later than we could basically manage to record. It doesn't matter. Logistical stuff. So then we were scrambling and we decided, oh, let's do a song and a movie. And we were like, oh, the 12 dates of Christmas. And then we'll do the carol. Okay, cool. Great. So went into it completely blind and was delighted to find out that instead of just your typical girl goes back to hometown, <laughs> finds hunk, finds the meaning of Christmas, gets laid, etc. But not really laid, like a oh, chase kiss a, under a Christmas tree. And there, it's implied. <laughs> unless it's a ghost. Yeah, unless it's a ghost. Uh, um, there was like a fun <laughs> twist to it. And I also was uh pleasantly surprised i did fall asleep the first time i tried to watch it but that wasn't the movie's fault i was way more tired than i realized <laughs> i passed out uh, as if someone had sprayed me in the face in a department store here's the thing i had a very unique experience with this movie because sarah was like let's watch this movie and i in my mind remembered a movie i think it's kristen chenoweth and it's called the 12 men of christmas Amazing. And it was supposed to be really Let me tacky. just cue that up real quick. I think it's, I, I literally think it's like guys posing for a holiday calendar. And Again, I was I'm like, gonna do it. this would be an amazing bad movie. And then <laughs> I looked at it, I'm like, no, this is different. And then I looked, I did this thing where I searched all my platforms at once, and my mom had purchased this, and apparently she's a big fan. <laughs> How many times did she watch it, does it say? She says she watches it every year. Oh, wow. cute. And I'm like, oh, um... I'm pretty sure I have seen this and I didn't remember it. <laughs> Fair. And I do I think it was it was fine. Honestly, the fact that it was fine is almost why it was forgettable because I like it to be bad. And it wasn't bad enough. It had some moments, but it wasn't bad enough. There yeah. Well, it was funny because I was uh, chatting with uh, Emily this afternoon. And she's like, oh, how was the movie? Because for some reason, she refused to watch The Twelve Dates of Christmas with me wow. in the middle wow, of November. Um, <laughs> um, and I was like, honestly, I was pleasantly surprised. And I was like kind of going through some of the stuff that I liked about it. And I was like, as I was talking, I was like, oh, I have a very low bar. <laughs> yeah. I was like, yeah. So there were like, there was um some storytelling in it there was a and, plot yeah and then like there were side characters that actually had stuff going on instead of just the main character mm -hmm. and i was like oh well you know what i'll take i'll take a win where i can i had a fun time watching it i did too i think it's really funny that i don't tend to like these types of movies because i'm such a big uh romance reader romance man yeah mm -hmm. yeah it's, it makes no sense but i think part of it is my secondhand embarrassment gets the best of me? Oh my gosh, there's a lot of that. Um, and so there movie. were a couple scenes, like when she's still trying to get back with her ex boyfriend, that I had to skip because I was like, mm, "This is uncomfortable." Um, she is so stalkery. <laughs> time did you buy the ring? <laughs> yeah, freaky. Uh, yeah, um, but yeah. So I can't remember where I was going with that, but surprisingly, I did. You're like a this big one. romance I reader. I like the romance ones because I feel like in books you can really like 
get characters, you can get deep into character development, which is why I like fan fiction so much, because I like character development in my stories. Mm-hmm. That's, I mean, same. The reason that we were like, oh boy, Andrea's really taken one from the team is the structure of the movie, Gosh. much like the structure of the song, restarts itself basically over and over again 12 times. So it's so it kind of a... repetitive, but then like, also it's different enough that you've got to like reiterate and then say, and then this character shows up. So bear with me. This is going to be a lot we believe of my in you. voice this side of the episode. So we What a treat. What a holiday treat for everybody. <gasps> is my tongue blue? It yeah, is blue. Bit. I had an airhead. Okay. <clears throat> oh, thank God. Okay. Wait, can I just, just say, uh, do you guys want to guess how many times the at least a clip of the song The 12 Days of Christmas was played in this movie? Would love to hear it. But never the Muppets. Never the Muppets. As best I could tally, it was played at least in part 18 times. Nice. All right. Here, here's what's gonna, how it's gonna go. I'm gonna summarize the days, and you guys talk about the cameo of what the day is, where it's found. Oh, I only okay. caught some of them, so hopefully between the two of us, we got them all. Okay. I only caught like a couple, but okay. I, <laughs> let's go. Let's go. All right. All right. Okay. So Kate is an advertising agent. Classic beginning. Of course she is. She. <laughs> um, is she a blonde Caucasian woman? By she any is chance? a blonde Caucasian woman, and okay. There's also. A Caucasian man. <laughs> Which really? makes the cover of every Lifetime movie. Okay. So she is an advertising agent and she is resentful about her life. Months after her mother died, um, her boyfriend Jack broke up with her. And now a year later, her father, Mike, has a new wife. And to be fair, that is a very fast window to remarry within. Oh, um, can we talk about how fast of a window? Okay, never mind. Never mind. I'll put a pin in this. Put a pin in this. Okay. I don't want to derail you. So got remarried. Okay, so on Christmas Eve, Kate plans to win back Jack, though her best friend, Miyoko, is concerned she is denying reality. Um, Kate visits a department store um, and is accidentally sprayed in the face with perfume by the spritz lady we were referencing earlier. Great character. Then she falls over and loses consciousness. She awakes to see the store manager and a man named Jim checking on her. She goes to a place called Nick's Bar, passing by a man named Toby, where she meets Architect, another classic career. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. Miles. A blind date that was set up by Sally, her new stepmom. Kate is rude. She leaves the date to meet Jack, only to learn he has a new girlfriend named Nancy. And Kate joins Mike and Sally for their Christmas dinner. And Sally remarks that Kate has lost a chance at romance with Miles and can't change the past. But at midnight, time rewinds. Hold on, okay. an important part. Okay. She takes Max, Jack's dog, while he goes up to the cabin. Oh, yeah. Which is weird. I mean, I think it's a dog that they both had together, and now he keeps it most of the time? But also, besides that first time, it's never explained how Max ends up in bed with her. Like, and She's keeping him over Christmas Eve. How did she know? Yeah. How did she not know about Nancy? Well, okay, my impression is that... She's still obsessed with her ex. He's obviously not communicating with her a lot because they're broken up, but he has no obligation to. So he's been dating this woman and now is at a point where she wants to get in- he wants to get engaged with her. Main character reaches out and is like, oh, I'd love to see our dog. And we could like, you know, I haven't seen him in a while. And I thought maybe I could have him over the holidays as a ploy to meet up with him. And then when he goes to drop the dog off, he's got his soon to be fiance with him. Mm-hmm. And she's like, oh, also, I, wa- I was three quarters of the way through this movie we see her fall asleep in her bed many times because that's when the like the spell kicks in 
and her bed is her, her room is so very much a hotel bedroom that like in my head I was like oh she's in a hotel bedroom knowing like I knew like part of my brain knew she was at home and then and also the fact that she's got like an infomercial on like hotel tv like we were talking about earlier I was like oh yeah she's in a hotel and then like maybe like the 10th time they show it i'm like wait why does her bedroom look like that? <laughs> it's got one of those like giant ass rectangular headboards that's like felted and like an alarm clock that's like it's just i just it's just got hotel vibes and also can we talk about <laughs> the moment where she passes out <laughs> So she's walking through a department store. This lady, she like turns around and the lady sprays her in the face with a perfume. And then she's like, okay, yes. Like Andrew was saying, I would be very startled and upset if I had like perfume in my eyes and like directly in my face. But the way she reacts, you would think she got like chloroformed. She's like, just like sways side to side and like falls and hits her head and then wakes up. And then as she's falling asleep in her, not hotel, but actual bedroom, apparently, um, the dog hits the remote and this infomercial comes on and it's like this beautiful, exquisite brooch. Is that what it is? It's like something. It's yeah. like a pewter looking little uh, <laughs> partridge. And it's like a holiday special. It uh, The deal ends at midnight. And then it zooms into this jewelry bird's eyes and they glow red. <laughs> and then the clock starts counting backwards. I would just like to say right now, we literally never ever find out what the magical mechanism is behind the entire premise of this movie is she dreaming we don't know is it actual magic does it only affect her or is the bird brooch like making everybody who sees it go back in time (laughs) sorry brooch (laughs) talk about midwestern is coming out listen (sighs) another thing that we need to talk about (laughs) bruno Realizing, yeah, realizing my age a bit more is when she Oh, no. Oh, no. First of all, remember how I can identify when a movie is made by eyebrows? Yeah. Yes. I can also do it by necklaces, because as soon as I saw Kate and Miyoko's long statement necklaces, I was like, this is between 2010 and 2013. And you were right. It's 2011. That's amazing. I mean, that is your Sherlock thing. Like, are we talking like long statement necklaces, like the the owl that lived in people's yes. cleavage for like yes. a couple years? Yes. Okay. That's yes. One. Incredible. So, that, but also, <laughs> she goes into her apartment and clicks an answering machine. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> she has a landline. She has a cell phone. Why does he call her landline? <laughs> oh my god. That's so funny. I didn't oh even think gosh, about that. Oh my gosh, I didn't either. That's funny. <sighs> Such rich content, just even right at the beginning. Oh, and yes, she was rude on her date, but here's a bookend that I would like to address. I'll set it up now, and then we'll talk about it later. She gets on this first blind date, and the guy's like, oh, I ordered you a lager. I hope that's okay. And she's like, oh, I actually really don't like beer. And he's like, oh, well, it's a lager, which is a beer. Um, (laughs) She's like, oh, I just don't really like the carbonation. I've tried a lot of kinds of beer, and I just don't really like it. And he's like, oh, I mean, that's fine. Yeah, like, just go ahead and get whatever you want, right? And then the way in that she's rude is that she's, like, looking at her phone, and then her ex calls, and she's like, okay, I'm going to leave. Like, that's obviously really shitty. But, um... Just put a pin in the ordering a beer thing. Okay. 
And oh, also the point where I fell asleep, which admittedly is like five to ten minutes into the movie, <laughs> is when she gets sprayed in the face and passes out in the department store, which I felt was very like on theme with the movie because then I woke up and repeated the movie. <laughs> in real life okay second day so kate wakes up again in the department store and she's confused about how she is experiencing the same day she tries harder to win over jack only to learn he's planning to propose to nancy who he's been dating two months less than a year two months oh yeah that's it oh my gosh oh i saw the two turtle doves yeah me two little kids dressed up as turtle doves you know you know how you always dress up as a turtle dove for christmas (laughs) yeah you know that's you know that time-honored tradition where you and another small child run down the street with little turtle dove hooves on? Hooves. The first one, first day when she walks into the department store, there's a partridge sitting in the pear tree. Oh, a little bit more subtle than those turtle doves. I, Amazing. And then later we get, like, four collie birds. Like, there's how, four children dressed up as... dare they not have two turtles with wings taped on them because this is an avatar the last airbender it's been way funnier anyway. it'd be two turtle ducks is what i really want to see i love a turtle duck you know i have a t-shirt with a turtle duck okay so he's planning to propose to nancy and she meets miles again but storms off when he mentions a wife with no con she just leaves <laughs> where am i okay sally <laughs> she gets back stepmom is like he is a widower and his wife laura died a year ago which if she knows knows anything about lifetime movies she should have known that was the case um at midnight, Kate witnesses the time moving backwards, returning her to the department store. Okay. Okay. First of all, uh, we can't uh, leave out her. What is her name? Marjorie? What is her neighbor's name? Yeah, Marjorie. No, Marjorie. Marjorie. I was going to talk about her in like the next one. But yeah, she's in the oh, first. okay. She's in the first day. She like gives her a loaf of bread. Yeah. Yeah. She's, she pops up and like bakes a loaf of bread and uh, shit. What is the main character's name? Kate. 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 Um, she keeps, she's, like, very rude, like, ugh, thank you, like, doesn't want to be bothered by this old lady. She needs to be nicer to this old lady. You know, you both know, I cannot handle when old people's feelings are hurt, or if they're sad, or if people are mean to them, and I was not having it. (laughs) On the third day, Kate asks Jack about their relationship while creepily telling him that she knows all of his proposal plans. Uh, she (laughs) is using her curse slash powers in the creepiest imaginable way. And keep in mind throughout this, again, she's the only one who knows is like, she's the only one who is gaining knowledge with each passing time. Everybody yes, else is right. just restarting and not knowing that they're repeating themselves. Yep. So at a, at, at several points, she like goes up to her ex who is like, why do you know that I'm here? And as she's like, I'm really happy that you and Nancy are getting engaged. And he's, and he's like, like, how do you know, do her, you name? know her name? Like, how do you know about this? And she's like, don't worry about it. And honestly, he reacts way more calmly than I would. I would have been like, cool, 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 What's cool. Let on? me just make a holiday visit to get a restraining order <laughs> real quick. <laughs> For real. <laughs> That's what I'm putting in your stocking. What the hell? <laughs> After that, she approaches Miles anonymously and she learns more about him. And she spends the evening with her neighbor learning how to bake. So that's Mar- Marjean. Yes. Is that the name? We love Marjean. And then How the do I know Marjean, the actress? She is so familiar. I kept meaning to look her up. I her think voice. she might be one of those glorious character actresses that's just like in a lot. But uh, Andrea looks like she's looking it up. And I would just mm-hmm. like to say, I'm not going to lie. I kind of like Kate's technique of going up to her blind date at the bar before he knows that she's her blind date and like scoping him out and seeing what his vibe is. And he's ordering mozzarella sticks so that he won't be hungry on the date. And I was like, that's fine. Good call. But then they get to talking and he mentions that his wife has passed away 
and she's so she's like oh are you on a date and he's like oh yeah first one in a long time and so i'm thinking like several years you know mm-hmm. at least and he's like yeah you know she she died and and she like fell off a roof while she was like cleaning or something like that and i was i didn't get home in time to save her very sad horribly tragic then he's like and it's been almost a year and i'm like i'm sorry <laughs> you're going on a blind date less than a year after your wife died and you're like it's been such a long time since i've been on a date like that doesn't seem like that long of a time am i the only one who thinks that's crazy <laughs> i don't know like i mean but like if he's saying i've never been on a first like maybe he meant like i haven't been on a first date in a long time because he was with his wife for so long okay maybe all right fine i don't know what you just said wow <laughs> here is what's really important and i'm sure what you said was but i was distracted because this woman wow. Marjean is in Night Before Christmas. Shut up. The night before. Wait, the night before Christmas? The night before Christmas. What's She's not the old hag. Is she the old hag? She's not. Shut up. Is she the old hag? Is she a Stop old it. Crone? No. Old crone. Old crone. That's what, sorry. Excuse me. Hag. Not night. Nope. Old no, crone? No. Ugh. Is she another old person She's, that gets set up with Eileen. another old person? And then she has a husband named Fred. Because he's uh, credited as Fred, comma, Eileen's husband. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, that's amazing. So, wow, who knew that she would be getting her second, uh, second clashy appearance? On the fourth day. Wait, what was the three? What's the three reference? Oh, well, third day, um, there's three, there's a chef carrying three cooked hens. Oh, I did not see that one. Wow, that's f***ed up. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty, it's actually the darkest one, I would say. The darkest um, one. That's the darkest timeline. She just didn't know it. <laughs> That's our timeline, actually. On the fourth day, Kate finds... Do you guys... Well, let's just do it now. Do you know what it was? Oh, that was... Wasn't that four kids walking in more bird... Yet more bird costumes? <laughs> no, this is... Um, Kate finds Jack at the jewelry store where the display has four calling birds. Oh. Dang it. So she finds him at the jewelry store and basically says she accepts that their relationship is over. Kate meets Lee. That's the lady who is dating the guy yeah. who has all the tangled lights. Right? Whose boyfriend, Rich, um, has an annual tradition of making a Christmas display for her that she doesn't seem interested in. So he's really great. He's a great communicator. Um, <laughs> and they spend the day <laughs> together. Both of them, honestly. And Kate has a late night meeting with Miles. Um, when she sees Toby again, who is consistently waiting for a blind date, Kate thinks he may be causing the time loop for some weird reason, and she confronts him and almost beats him up, and that kind of ruins her date with Miles. Yeah, because she's like, I, can't, I need this night to end, and then Miles overhears that and is like, uh, assumes that she's talking about not enjoying the date with him. But yeah, it was really funny that they like hinted, like made it think, she, for some, yeah, for some reason she's like, you know what's going on. And he's like, I don't. <laughs> It's kind of sad that he might be in on it. And I was like, no. <laughs> yeah, because he's having a bad day every time. He's basically waiting for a blind date that never shows up. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, and more on that later. But uh, also, I think the true message of this movie is a message of hope. And that is that you can meet a cool stranger on the street and be like, you seem chill. Do you want to hang out? And then you guys get drinks and eat donuts together and have a great time. And. <laughs> Make new friends and don't get murdered because the true aspiration is making new friends as an adult. <laughs> well, not only is this happening, which is wild to me, that these people are like, let's just like spend time together. It's on yeah. Christmas Eve. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. Yes. Let's talk about how much like, okay. 
obviously not everybody celebrates Christmas. Everybody celebrates Christmas differently. Like for the three of us, it's like usually we like go home and spend time with our families and like whatever. But the amount of people that are like, yeah, oh, let me just real quick go on this quick blind date on Christmas Eve. I'm like, wait, what? Because all of the characters that do that celebrate Christmas. So yeah, and they have family. The, like yeah they have like Like, they have like big christmas plans but they're like let me just whip out a real quick blind date first okay there's the part where she mentions her sister do you know how pissed i'd be at my sister if she's like yeah i'm meeting some rando for like half an hour i'm like we have seven movies on this list we have (laughs) well you guys obviously have a very different relationship than uh kate and what's her face okay but speaking of fitting things in like okay so what time of day do you think she like knocks gets knocked out of the department store because it's between then and midnight that she does so much stuff every time it has to be before noon because that's when she meets jack at the ring place oh at noon okay so, okay, so she has like 13 hours, maybe. Yes. Ish. Okay, least. okay. Because in my mind, it was like 5 p.m. because she was like at the mall getting a present for her ex-husband, weird. Or sorry, her ex-boyfriend, weird. And then was like, oh, I have to go on this blind date at this bar. And then after that, I'm going to dinner with my dad and his wife. Yeah. Um. So I thought it was like... 4 5 p.m. till midnight and they yeah. did she did so much stuff but good catch chandra that makes so much more sense <laughs> i am nothing if not a truth seeker when it comes to movies so, <laughs> i, I love have that a question this is going way back to the first day it shows her at a work party and somebody gives her a nicholas sparks book and it like overtly shows the cover and she's like do you think a guy would like this and the guy's like no and then he like ends up liking it anyway is that what this story's based on or was that product placement i was wondering cuz i can't I, I forgot to make note of the title but i was just like oh it was the uh, something i feel like it was the, the, oh, the something notebook the <laughs> this narrows ghost. it down the, i thought it the. was the rescue <laughs> but i could be wrong um, on the fifth day of Christmas. On the fifth day of Christmas. I know this one. Where I were know the- this one. I know this one. What was it? What was it? The perfume that the lady spritzes in her face and she passes out. It's called Five Golden Rings. There you go. That's a good one. Okay, Dang, so you guys did so much better than me. On the fifth day, rather than waiting for her blind date, Kate spends the day with Miles at a family dinner. Um, Kate realizes Sally and Mike do love each other. So she's like, okay, I guess I don't hate my stepmom. And at mass, Kate admits that she's very afraid of being alone after seeing her neighbor there alone. Which, by the way, uh, she looked pretty happy to me. Um, here's the thing. You gloss over the fact that they're on their very first date, the first day that they've met. And he's like, you know where we should go? Midnight effing mass. Let's go to <laughs> okay. a religious service together. Here is the What? Thing. <laughs> well, first of all, this is a Lifetime movie. <laughs> so It's ABC Family Freeform. Thank you very much. <laughs> same thing. But here's the thing. Church at midnight sounds kind of like edgy church to me. I know. Oh, sweet baby girl. Oh, baby, baby girl. No, 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 no. No, You know what I was told as a child? No, 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 no. The Holy Ghost goes to bed at midnight. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I'm sorry. Explain yourself. (laughs) It means bad stuff happens after midnight. (laughs) Wait, 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 wait. So you were both being taught that God is omniscient and always watching you, but also he has to take a little snoozy snooze around yeah. midnight. 
Satan. And therefore you're on your own. Satan's going to get you after midnight. So it's kind of edgy to be out and about worshiping God at the midnight hour. That's so much to unpack. But no, <laughs> midnight vigil is not. And they said mass. So I'm assuming it was Catholic. They, it, we went sometimes and it's just, it's just normal church, but you're sleepier and <laughs> it goes on for longer. Like that's it. That's all it is. And now uh, they, they they do quote unquote midnight mass, but a lot of times it's at like 1030 p.m. <laughs> maybe they got the maybe they got the memo about God about falling asleep Ghost, at yeah. midnight. I said noon. <laughs> That's but I just I was like, because this movie doesn't have any like overt religious overtones. Like the message of it isn't, isn't like, Let's go to and then he's just like, oh, and I'm like, this girl's first date is going to dinner with this boy and her family, which fine, like set up, whatever. And then him being like, let's go to church. And she's like, that sounds great. And then the the only reason she's hesitant is because she's like, I can't really stay out past midnight anymore. And he's like, oh, don't worry about it. I will make sure you don't fall asleep. Not like, oh, hey, you didn't even ask if I'm Catholic. (laughs) (laughs) Incredible. Incredible. I think I've probably told you guys this before, but uh, I, back when I was dating boys, so high school, um... One of the boys I was dating was the son of a Greek Orthodox deacon, and they invited me to an Easter mass, a uh, Greek Orthodox Easter, which was like a couple weeks after um, other Easter. And it was a three-hour service, which he did not warn me about. And it was also, surprise, surprise, all in Greek. So it was just <laughs> me standing there listening to, I mean, honestly, the chanting in Greek was pretty cool. And then there was like this little candlelight thing, and that was cool. And like culturally, I was like, this is interesting. But it was just like a strip ball church standing there for three hours listening to Greek. (laughs) (laughs) A strip ball church. You know what I mean. Shannon knows exactly what I mean. I do not. I have not been to one of those, but it sounds hilarious. It's here's the thing. Catholics do horrible, horrible things and have for centuries. But one thing they know how to do is build a gosh dang cathedral. Okay. I Oh yeah. At least the buildings that you're in are like awe inspiring, as opposed to these off brand shitty Christian things that are like next to a Kinko's and a Chipotle. Are you like in a Bombay Indian restaurant and a medical <laughs> supply store? <laughs> <laughs> Oh my goodness! Uh, I felt like Indian food all the time. It was torture. <laughs> Sarah's like, Sarah's like. At least I was being traumatized, surrounded by stained glass. At least I had pretty, pretty pic. At least the version of you know the crucifix is like gorgeous. Okay, <laughs> stop. This is too much. Okay. We've got to reduce it. I have uh, to we'll edit it down. We'll edit it down. Uh, you can keep in the group. Okay, but can we keep. First date. Also, this oh. keeps reminding me that Sarah stated more men than me and Chandra. <laughs> three. It's three. The number is three. Kissed is slightly more, but we don't need to get it. <laughs> I was going to ask you guys. Have you guys ever been on a blind date before? Yes. Uh, yeah. And then, since I'm a lesbian, we dated for a year and a half. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, they're not fun. I have never been on one. Blessed. 
Anyway, continue. Um, Get us out of here. Get us out of here. Uh, six, sixth day. <laughs> Wait, what happened on the fifth day? Just brief like, Church. one sentence. I'm gonna... I think, I think oh, the Lord oh, created a... Uh, uh... <laughs> Sarah. <laughs> the animals that walked, I think. No. Okay. So they spent the day like decorating her house and getting a tree. Yes. And stuff. That's right. Okay. Okay. That's fit. That's the day five. Oh. Oh, I did just want to say that they were playing Oh Come All You Faithful in the Christmas Mass that they weirdly went to on their first date, and that is a certified banger, so I support that. <laughs> Audacity. So what Sarah's saying is if you want to take her on a date, yes. play Oh Come All You Faithful. <laughs> Let me just relive the religious trauma and also the good fun times where we got to sing songs. <laughs> Gosh. <sighs> Sixth okay. day. Number six. <sighs> what is it? What's the what's the actual thing? The six geese laying. Geese laying. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. No, they showed there were like a bunch of geese. Kids wearing goose hats. That's what it was. That's what yeah, it was. And I, right. at this point, when I saw between the kids in the dove hats and the kids in the goose hats, I thought that it was all going to culminate in them going to like a Christmas pageant or something where all these kids are dressed up as birds. <laughs> because again. Listeners, please write in if there is a tradition that I don't know about where kids dress up as various birds <laughs> and run around in public for the holidays, because I certainly don't know. Kate wakes up, and she's very overwhelmed uh, at this point, and uh, Jim, the guy who's randomly there when she wakes up every day, takes her to the botanical gardens, because that's what you do with somebody randomly on Christmas Eve. Yeah, he's the guy where when she hits her head, he's like, are you okay? Like, lay down for a minute. Yeah. And then... Funny, in this, ver- in this way day. to spend Christmas Eve. And the two of them get to know each other, and Kate decides that she can do whatever she wants since reality will reboot. Um, goes a little nuts. And she misses her date in order to bake with Marjean, Lee, and Miyoko. You're forgetting the best yes. part. She goes on a shopping spree. Yes. Dyes her it. hair. Gets her hair cut. Gets, <laughs> like, drives a fancy car, gets a parking ticket, rips it up. Gets her haircut, eats all the donuts she wants, which, I mean, that's what I would do. <laughs> gets a tattoo. Yeah. Yeah, I gets a tattoo. Um, and I, did either of you have the thought, it was like, it would be hilarious if she got stuck in this version of the day. Right? Yes, I always think she, that. She, like, bought a Lamborghini and, like. <laughs> I always think that about these, like, kinds of shows, like, Groundhog Day 2. I'm like, this would be the day that it would, that it would keep going. So if you... We're reliving a day over and over. It'd be kind of yeah. tough if it was just a day, right. but you could just like travel to all these different places yeah. and like never have to worry about the money and just be like, <laughs> I've experienced, like I've been to Peru and I've been to like Scotland and I've been to like all these places and then <laughs> you would the be like the most annoying you- person to talk to, Guys, but you would have all these wonderful memories. You wouldn't have to deal with the flight home. Oh. Yeah, that's yes. great. And the only thing is, so hopefully it would happen on like the first day of a payday, like a pay period. <laughs> That's real. That's real. Yeah. 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 <laughs> okay. <clears throat> Seventh day of Christmas. Kate borrows lights from Rich. This time she asks Miles what he would like to do for their date. And again, it comes off very strong. Where she's like, what do you want to do? Mm-hmm. And le- anyway, let me finish the day. Um, <laughs> Miles invites her to the hockey rink, which is when Shandra decided she liked this movie. Where yes. he regularly, regularly hockey romances. coaches the Lords, a team of children <laughs> from a group home. Um, one of the kids, Michael, ran away earlier in the day. Miles and Kate ice skate. Uh, that's relevant later, by the way. Um, they visit Prospect Park where she has arranged a light display because she learned earlier that he did this architecture thing there. And then they almost share a kiss when midnight strikes. Now, 
If somebody did this to me on a first blind date and said, I Googled you and found out you worked at X place and I thought I would make a light display there for us to talk about together, I would say, where Creepy. are the cops? And I don't even like the cops. <laughs> yeah. ACAB, no, but no, also. No, no. <laughs> yeah. What you would do, no, no, no. What you would do would be call your best friend and be like, oh my God, like, come look at this. It's so pretty. And then your friend would roll up with your click and you would be fine and you wouldn't have to get the cops involved. <laughs> You're right. Okay, there you go. What's the seven? And I, oh, I didn't see the reference. There were uh, like seven plastic swans by Rich. Seven um. plastic swans <laughs> and a dumb guy decorating a tree. Chandra, would you like to drop your hockey romance wrecks? <laughs> um, I could not even begin. Like, <laughs> Are there any holiday themed ones? I don't read holiday themed books. How many do you think no, you've read? <laughs> At least 20. Holy. What's your favorite hockey team now? Um, well, I feel like I have to be particular to the Capitals. Jared wouldn't let you say anything else. Yeah, but the Bruins have a pretty good Let's talk, go Blues. TikTok account. <laughs> Who does? The Bruins. The Boston Bruins. Ew, no. Not the Boston Bruins. Gross. Jared just really hates the Penguins. <laughs> what a hilarious animal to be angry Where at. Where are the Penguins? Philadelphia. Oh, oh, Philly. Yeah. Or Pittsburgh. No, Pittsburgh. 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 Yeah, that makes sense. We got Orphans, which is another theme of a Lifetime movie. As much as this story has a little bit more creativity and a couple little twists on tropes on it, it still definitely has the perfect man syndrome where this guy is sensitive and good looking and smart and fun. And oh, look, he, well, you know, Lifetime good looking. And, (laughs) (laughs) and... Like, oh, what's that? He don- he donates all of his extra time to uh, mentoring uh, orphans. And, like, you know, all, like, there's literally not a flaw of this. Ma- like, he's just perfect, 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 perfect. He does order her a beer without asking her. <laughs> that, again, we will put a pin in. <laughs> I think we're on Eight Mates of Milking next. We are. And where are they? Um, no idea. On the eighth day, Kate tells Jack that she's moved on past their relationship and that he invites her for a cup of coffee. Sure, fine. Crazy. And while they're getting coffee, one of the coffee cups... Wait, is that what it is? I made a list. One sec. A cup of coffee at the cafe where the label shows eight maids milking. Oh, I vaguely remember that. Yeah. What if you get um, oat milk in your your coffee? Do you get (laughs) eight little little oats of milk in? Um, Oh, yeah. So they're getting this coffee and Jack, who we haven't talked about yet, um, is not hot. And <laughs> reveals no. that he, I could not describe him to a sketch artist if my life depended on like, it. I think like he a, has dark hair. He looks like the uh, dollar he, store version of the bad guy from the Titanic. I was literally gonna say that. Shut up. No way. No, I really was. I really was. Amazing. That's exactly what I was gonna say. Except instead of dollar store, I was gonna say wish. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Chandra, I feel so connected to you right now. <laughs> we were meant to be friends, Kate. Wow. Okay, that's fine. I guess. Why did Whatever. you think of that, Sarah? <laughs> Sarah, we were meant to be friends because to whenever remember we what he looks like. hear the word stars, we see stars. <laughs> okay, and again, I know we've mentioned her stalkeriness a couple times, but like she shows up unexpectedly. Like, okay, picture, pretend so you're her cringy. ex. And he, she pops up and she's like, I just want you to know that I'm happy for you and I'm ready to move on and I'm really happy for you and Nancy. And he's like, how do you know about Nancy? And she's like, I just know. And then he's like, great, let's get a cup of coffee. I'd be like, tight, please never talk to me again. Well, like, 
I feel like they're just trying to like show that she has moved on emotionally. By continuing to stalk her ex. I was going to say, the way to do that is by taking him out of the narrative. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she just stops spending any time addressing him on this day. And then they have this weird conversation where Jack's like, I was going to propose to you, but like when your mom died, you got weird. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That's legitimately, he's he's like, you're when your mom died, you got so obsessed with marriage, and I realized you were more into the idea of marriage than you were into me, and then she's like, how did you even know that? And he's like, I just knew. And I was like, cool. Anyway. <laughs> I'm glad you're getting closure, I guess. <laughs> and it's also um, weird, because she, she meets up with Miles, and they're having a good day again, and then randomly at dinner with her dad and stepmom, she's like, oh, he didn't buy his ring when we were talking to each other, I've got to go to talk oh, to yeah. jack about oh, this and it's like do you though do you need yeah. to do that well, because her her logic is based on almost nothing because again we never learn how any of this works and neither does she um is that oh well i can't change fate because if i change fate then the loop will stop happening yeah. and i don't want the loop to stop happening um because i want to go back and like fix some mistake that she made i don't remember what it was that day but it turns out that he did propose to her and she again shows up at this man's cabin in the woods with her with his now fiance and is like you have to propose to her and they're like what are you doing here <laughs> it is bad yeah. yeah so ninth and tenth days are kind of short i'm gonna i'm gonna put those two together okay so on the ninth day do we know what that one was no. um was it nine? So. Oh, oh yes nine lords of leaping no nine ladies oh, oh my nine God. ladies are dancing at the bar that she's at. Oh, Amazing. I thought that was a weird scene. I was like, why are these ladies dancing? <laughs> That's a good point. I saw I noticed that too. I was like, who are these women? What a weird shot. <laughs> I like how we were like observant enough to notice that it was strange, but not smart enough to be like, oh, ten ladies dance. Or nine ladies dance. <laughs> concerned she will never have a relationship with miles and she goes to the bar early and has drinks with toby where they kind of bond toby's the guy that's way um waiting for a blind date that'll never show up and then on the 10th day kate suggests uh rich use his light display to propose to lee um and she spots young michael the random kid who ran away earlier in the day um who's wearing his lord's hockey sweatshirt and she chases him but he leaps over a barrier and vanishes and we don't yeah, know what that's she does. one lord of leaping so suck it <laughs> Yeah. But yeah, then it just ends there. So we don't know what she does for the rest of the day that day. And she's just like, yeah. redo. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She's like, she comes back and to like, uh, find him again, basically. Honestly, but- if I was her, she's not actually sleeping very much. So if I was her, I'd just go ahead and take that nap. For the rest yeah. of the Maybe she did. Maybe she went back to her hotel bed and took a nap. Yeah. Um, hotel bed. Can we talk about the fact, <laughs> can we talk about the fact that this guy is using a public street to do a Christmas light display, and he does a Christmas light display that says, Marry Me, which I imagine ruined several couples' days. Because imagine you're walking down the street, and, uh, you know, like, the guy or the girl, like, is, like, got marriage on the mind, and they, they're they like, oh my gosh, my partner's walking down the street, and I see a Marry Me sign lit up. Maybe that's for me. And it's not. Or someone looks out their apartment window and sees a sign that says Marry Me, and they're like, oh my god, did my partner do this for me? Nope. It was some other doof. So I'm just saying, I think there were a lot of fights this Christmas Eve because of this Marry Me sign on a public street. I don't like public per- 
proposals ever. Mm-hmm. Ever. No, I wouldn't want that. I think that wearing the Lord's hoodie with the number 10 on it and leaping was the most witty one. Yeah. Oh, yeah, the number 10. Okay, that's cool. That's cool. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. I don't know. Honestly, the nine ladies dancing. Uh, <laughs> obviously. Oh, it got us. That one was it went so over my head. intricately hidden. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> 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 I love it. <laughs> Both of you being confused, like, why are there a bunch of ladies dancing? <laughs> Well, I'm going to be honest with you. I saw the kids dressed up as turtle doves and I was like, oh, that's cute. But then like I missed sev- like every other one. And then I saw the 10 lords leaping. And that's when I texted you guys. and was like, yo, could you keep an eye out for where they drop these little things? Because I missed most of them, but I know that it's in there somewhere. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm even stupider than you thought, I guess, is my point. <laughs> Well, I mean, even after you said that, I was like, I didn't realize. I thought it was just random references. And I didn't realize that it was specific to how many times. It took me a while to figure out until like five golden rings that each thing was like a reference to the day that was happening. On the 11th day. Um, This one's dumb. There's just this delivery truck that advertises 11 inch pizzas from Pied Pipers of Pizza. Oh, yeah. That's a pretty good one. I like that. <laughs> what it, ooh, it could have been though that they had Low like effort. 11 bakers and they were piping onto a cake exactly exactly they could have been more. <laughs> a competition like a christmas um, yes. cookie and then, competition oh, oh my god speaking of christmas cookie competition which is like the basis of a lot of these movies <laughs> i love absolutely love the it's like early on in the movie when um kate is talking to her ex and is like, oh, how did you and your new girl get together? And he's like, oh, well, it was like pretty unexpected. I went back to my hometown for a reunion <laughs> and we had been childhood sweethearts and it just rekindled and now we're like in love. And I'm like, oh, so that's just its own like Hallmark <laughs> Christmas movie. Like, is there like a cinematic universe? Like, do we have to go watch their story? Like, is it going to be <laughs> I like say- limited? Because you brought up the cookie competitions and because I think this is the funniest moment ever. <laughs> It reminded me of uh-huh. in the Christmas Prince, no, Princess Princess, oh, no. no Princess Switch, <laughs> Princess Switch, when there's a baking competition <laughs> and uh, there's a KitchenAid mixer, <laughs> and the villain just cuts, <laughs> just cuts <laughs> on a KitchenAid mixer. It's like, dollars and she's just like i'm gonna sabotage this baker's day <sighs> just cuts the cord just cuts it oh incredible my gosh i, I moved so much oh. that i always ruined my camera okay i thought you were gonna say the christmas <laughs> isn't there isn't there a scene where they just end up making the most disgusting hideous looking cookies yes. yeah yeah <laughs> I think it's the Christmas Prince. <laughs> That's right. <clears throat> oh, memories. See, we should have watched a movie like that. This one's not bad. It's like... No, we should have watched one like where people Christmas. just like completely cut the cords of KitchenAid mixers. This one's just like aggressively fine. Or, and or yes, I am out. laying down in my bed while continuing to record this podcast. Or Don't judge me. Find out if they're adopted through an acorn. <laughs> oh, adopted through an acorn. The memoir. Gosh, okay. 
So on the 11th day, it cuts back to the exact moment where this uh, kid was running away from Kate being a predator. And (laughs) she was not being a predator. She was being (laughs) a well-intentioned creep. She puts on her (laughs) jogging clothes and she finds him and she follows him and finds out that the reason he ran away is so that he could take care of a puppy that he can't take back to the home with him. And she reunites him with Miles and they share a date together, not knowing that she is his blind date that he missed because he came see michael so on the 12th day of christmas this one's kind of like my true love gave to me i really wish they would have ended like with something more overt and interesting but it's just a display of 12 nutcrackers drumming when she is in the store i forgot what 12 was while i was watching this and i was like what the hell does nutcrackers have to do with the song i couldn't place i wish (laughs) i wish that they would have just done like 12 drummers in the bar so that you guys line. could have been like, why are there so many drummers here? Shut it. be like, why are there nine women dancing to 12 drummers drumming? I don't understand. So on the 12th day. Oh my God, we'll never live it down. Kate helps Rich propose to Lee, then plays matchmaker. This is, this is another Hallmark movie thing. She becomes the angel of heteronormativity. Yeah, she does. She sure does. <laughs> she introduces uh, Marjean to Jim and Toby to Miyoko and is like, you guys should date. And guess what? Everyone hits it off. After she gives after she gives Toby a makeover. Oh, yeah. She straight up is like, take off your glasses. It gives him a makeover that makes him look like he's a lead singer for Green Day. <laughs> oh, my God. Yes. <laughs> like, he's like, I walk a lonely road. <laughs> and Miyoko's, a, she's into it. Um, and she invites all six to her family dinner and she briefly tells Jack that she wishes him well because she still needs to do that for some reason. She convinces her sister's family to join the dinner um, and meeting with Miles, they hit it off really quick and she pretends to like the beer and um, they find Michael together after which all the kids from the group home go to join the dinner and impressed with Kate, Miles tells her he feels like he's known her his whole life. And she's like, and, okay. just 12 days. Yeah. And, and he's like, that's a normal thing to say, no further questions. <laughs> the, they share a kiss, and Kate is overjoyed to see reality does not reboot at midnight. And Michael Buble starts singing in the movie. <laughs> Boo. More like Michael Boo Blay. <laughs> okay, I have a thousand things to say. One, speaking of being the angel of heteronormativity, there is a point early on when she's like chatting him up at the bar when he doesn't know that she's the girl he's supposed to be meeting. And. I forget what the exact wording was, so I apologize if this doesn't come this doesn't come across clearly, but it sounds like they're talking about the girl he's supposed to meet. And she goes, How do you know it's a girl? And I was like, Are we acknowledging the existence of bisexuality in this film? <laughs> but it turns out that they're talking about the person that set him up. Yes. Uh, and he's like, How do you know it's a girl? And then she's like, Well, girls set girls up. And I was like, Oh. That's fine. And also <laughs> Very disappointing. And then also, kind of like what we were talking about earlier, where is like, everybody just has time on Christmas Eve. Like, for this this random stranger, she's like, I'm going to meet you at the Botanical Gardens with my neighbor. Let me go get my neighbor. Oh, she's free? Great. Okay, cool. Here's my friend that doesn't have anything to do. And I'll go to the bar with this black... I mean, I guess part of it is she, like, knows what everybody's up to because she's lived this day 12 times. But it's hilarious to me that everyone's like, oh, what? A party at your parents' house on Christmas Eve? Sounds great. I'll be there. <laughs> stranger that i literally met on the street let's do it let's celebrate let me celebrate my engagement at a stranger's parents christmas party it's not even like amazing an enticing sounding party it's not it's not even like midnight mass it's (laughs) a 
boomer. If they had all ended dinner. up in midnight mass together, I would have lost my mind. <laughs> <laughs> oh, come, Do you come to all ye faithful, joyful and triumphant. <laughs> oh, okay. And then also. You gotta talk about the beer now? You gotta talk about the beer now. This enraged me because I feel like <laughs> the movie, the entire movie is set up to be like, she's growing as a person, right? And like, uh, we hit a lot of the, they, they stick a lot of the landing pretty well. But her last version, aka the one that sticks, of her blind date with Miles, he does the same thing again, of course, where he's like, oh, I hope you don't mind, I ordered you a lager. And instead of being like, oh, that's really thoughtful of you, but actually I don't really drink beer, she's like, um... Great, thanks. Sounds delicious. And starts drinking it, even though we know for a fact that she doesn't like beer or carbonated drinks. And I just don't like that amongst all of the, like, pretty good for its type of film messaging, the buried among it is like, and don't forget to suppress how you actually feel in order to be appealing to a man that you're into. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it had to be somewhere, you know? <laughs> Because, like, it's okay to not like beer. It doesn't make you, like, a stuck-up person. That's fine. No, it's fine. I can't drink red wine because it makes my head hurt immediately. I wouldn't just be like, wow, this girl's really cute and she ordered me red wine. I'm just going to drink it. <laughs> I feel like garbage the rest of the night. I'd be I like, feel like, oh, that's so sweet, but actually I can't drink it. Part of it is, like, Midwestern guilt. Like, someone ordered this for you, so you have to drink it because... Can you imagine having the audacity wasting. to pick somebody's drink for them? Yeah. Yeah, what kind of pseudo-alpha male bullshit? <laughs> for, for real. I, this is a complete right turn. So if anybody wants to talk more about the beer, <laughs> please do. No, 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 please. I just, I had to get it off my chest. I didn't put this in the summary, but like on her second day, no, third day, uh-huh. she like makes a doctor's of appointment Christmas. to talk about how she's going <laughs> yeah. insane. And like she uh-huh. does that on like Chris, and they just let her in. It's Christmas yeah, Eve. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I was like, she didn't make an appointment or anything. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it's clearly not an urgent care facility. It's like her primary care doctor. And he's like, here's some drugs. Bye. Yeah, that's that's the that's the dream of how, this is how you can tell that the movie was filmed in Canada. <laughs> I am still obsessed with the fact and honestly, not mad about just obsessed with the fact that we never get any explanation whatsoever yeah. as to what the deal is behind this magical glowing partri- partridge eye. And like, why is it connected to the moment where she passes out? Is it all a dream? Like, is it a Scrooge situation where she experiences all of this stuff and learns a lesson and then gets to, like, continue on with her life? Or is she just dreaming? It or is it just a dream. How would she learn those new things about Miles every time and those new things about the people? <gasps> oh, you're if right, because all the stuff that's together. happening is happening in real life. Yeah. yeah. No, it's real. But is it also creating 12 different timelines? Oh, God. Don't even get me started. You know how I feel about time travel and timelines. Here's the thing <laughs> that I tried to Is the perfume magic? The dog keeps showing up. Max keeps showing up. And they don't explain in every different timeline how the dog <gasps> is always there at night. Well, I think they kind of, like, faint toward it, right? Because, like, there's a couple versions where, like, she bumps into him briefly and he's like, oh, yeah, yeah, I got your email. I'm just here to do- drop off the dog real quick. Uh, that only happens, like, once. <sighs> So sure, that explains but like, that one. But, but like, sometimes, like, it's shown that, like, because, like, they don't show her, like, inviting her friend out or, like, every time, but it's there. So you just, like, assume that it happened that way again. If I, okay, so you want to assume this part. Uh-huh. If I was I in a relationship yes. with someone and we had a dog and then we broke up, there is uh-huh. no way in hell that <laughs> dog isn't coming with me. <laughs> you hear that, Jared? <laughs> yeah. Like... And anybody who is with me wouldn't be stupid enough to try. (laughs) 
Divorce dogs, man. They happen. They happen. (laughs) Soul custody. Oh, wait. I have a question. I have a question. I have a question. Okay. Tell me one thing that you guys would do. I mean, other than the traveling things, we kind of talked about that a little bit. Tell me, like, a devious thing that you would do if you knew that you got to redo your day the next day. Now, keeping in mind that you would still know that you did it, right? So, like, you're probably not going to want to murder anybody. (laughs) What constitutes devious? Like, You tell me. Could I just buy an entire cheesecake? Could I just eat an entire cheesecake? That's adorable. Sure. Yes. Because, like, I'd have a stomachache, but if I timed it... Like at eleven thirty, so I would you just you just uh, you're on the toilet and then your day starts over. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Okay, Shandra, Shandra. Fair. I think I would say some choice things to some people um, <laughs> that I would like to get off my chest and maybe say. And then you can see food. how it goes, and then you know, see if it's yeah. helpful. No, decide be, if you want to do it. Like IRL. a mic drop moment, you know, it wouldn't be like a I need to feel out this situation. It would be like a listen. I've been holding this in for a long time. It's not oh, nice. to, not to us, right? Maybe just no. punch okay. with the face. Yeah, sure, like you need to say something. Are you trying to tell us something? Yeah. <laughs> Do it right now on the air. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's not you guys. Thank you. Oh, thank God. <laughs> I don't have an answer for this. I was just curious about what you guys were saying. You made me think. <laughs> oh uh, okay, okay, okay. Um, 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 I would... Here's what I would do. I'd break into a zoo. And I would go try to interact with all of the animals in the zoo. And, you know, like... Pet a tiger, for example, or like hang out with some monkeys, uh, swim with some penguins, and then um, I wouldn't have to worry about them getting sick or stressed out or anything because they might have a great time. And if they didn't, I'd be like, I'm sorry, bro. Give it a couple hours and it never happened. (laughs) I just want to say we had we were like, Sarah, what would you do? And she had nothing. Yeah. And then one second later, she was like, I would go to the zoo and just like touch a bunch of animals. What was it? Uh, cheesecake choice words and chilling with animals at the zoo. <laughs> I, so. The alliteration. Thank you. Mm. Beautiful. Okay. Recommendation time. So let's say that you're caught in a magical loop and the only way to break it is to recommend either the Christmas Carol, the 12 Days of Christmas, or the Christmas rom-com, the 12 Dates of Christmas. Which would you recommend? 12 Dates. Oh, but the spell doesn't work if you give any caveats or reasoning so you just have to blurt out the title who is singing the song uh some children from the 1700s forget that but okay there's a twist it's also john denver is there with some muppets (laughs) damn it no no no, wait wait it's john denver the muppets and they're singing along with some children from the 1700s sorry you go i have to think (laughs) i think i'm gonna say the 12 dates of christmas dates with a t (sighs) oh Are the children a focal point? Because, like, this is how it goes in the song, okay? <laughs> There's a different Muppet for each day, and then they all say the days of Christmas, right? So it's like... What's Miss Piggy's part? She does the tw- five, five gold rings, right? Five gold rings. <laughs> okay, you know what? Okay. I'm just going to stick to if it was just the 1700s kids, because that was the original one. Okay. We're not going to bring Fair. John Denver into this, and we're just going to say course. 12 days. 12 Wait, days or dates? Dates. Okay, with the, with the, the movie. All three of us said the movie? The movie. <laughs> the movie. Okay, amazing. It's been a while since we've all agreed, I think. Yeah. I think so, too. It must be a Christmas miracle. <laughs> and who knows, maybe we'll wake up tomorrow and recommend something else. If you liked this journey we took you on, feel free to leave us a review for five golden rings. 
Good one, good oh. one, good one, good one. I love it. <laughs> Unless there's more rings or stars that you can give, then you could give higher score of rating yeah. on whatever platform you listen to our podcast with. Yeah, if you've thought to yourself at least 12 times, oh, yeah, I should do that. Let me uh, let me go in and give them five stars. Let today be the time that you break out of that magical loop and actually do it. And if you want a clashy sticker that has a pear, like a clashy pear in a sticker tree. <laughs> no, oh my gosh! I am sleep deprived because I just had a baby. Uh, for context, you and can a ask clashy us for pear one. in a sticker tree. There it is. <laughs> You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Clashy Spinsters. Oh my gosh, what happens if we lose Twitter? Do we just, we like have to really update oh, yeah. our Instagram thing. Oh yeah, we gotta update our Instagram bad. There's <laughs> <laughs> just a picture um, of me cooking a pizza in a pan. <laughs> I love that picture. That's great. <laughs> me too. That's it's my, great. that's my, um, that's the video, that's the picture of you I have on my phone. Sarah, it's you with the skulls. Oh, <laughs> 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 Uh, I'm so glad. I'm so glad. Um, anyways, uh, you for now, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Clashy Spinsters. You can also send us an email at clashypodcast at gmail.com. Yes. Um, whatever you celebrate or don't celebrate, or if you celebrate it once or 12 times in a row, I hope you have a wonderful holiday or non-holiday season. <laughs> and in the meantime, stay clashy. Stay thirsty. <laughs> Never thirsty. (laughs) (laughs) Bye. We're going to go Shandra, Sarah, Andrea. I made the decision. Let's do it. Perfect. Um... My experience with this movie is that I... Oldest to youngest. No. <laughs> You're the oldest. Sarah. Sorry, please go ahead. Do you guys think I suffer from middle child syndrome in this, like, in this friend group? Am I still the baby? Yeah. I mean, Andrew is obviously the baby. <laughs> I feel like we're all the same. I, again, Shannon and I are the same age, and Sarah's one year older than us. Thank you. Yes, all- that's absolutely correct. And we're 24 and she's 25. You're 24 <laughs> no, currently? Oh my god. <sighs> that's how old I feel. I was about to pass out. Oh my god. I was like, I'm not like 10 years older than you. She does. <laughs> 28. 28. <sighs> okay, well, that's still unacceptable, but please, Jenner, continue. <laughs>